coming up on the Magnificently Huge podcast. We're talking all things trauma, or at least a few things trauma. And if you don't know what trauma is, what, have you been trapped under a toxic waste dump your entire life? Probably. Get with it. Watch some trauma and listen to the show. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Hey, listener, and welcome to the program. This is the Magnificent Huge Podcast. I am Chris, and along with Brian and Eric, we're going to discuss trauma this week. Uh, you don't know trauma. It's, well, it's a B-movie studio, or more likely a Z-movie studio, uh, that has managed to survive into infamy. It's crazy. This stu- I mean, Toxic Avenger launched them in 1984, put them on the map. Uh, and they've done other crazy stuff. Surf Nazis Must Die, Class of Newcomb High, Sergeant Kabuki Man, Poultrygeist, Monster in the Closet. I mean, they even gave uh, the South Park guys a break with the Cannibal the Musical release, that little thing. So you kind of get an idea of what sort of flavor you're looking at with trauma. But again, just Google them. It's splatterfest, it's gore, it's absurdism, it's uh, nudity, gratuitous to the nth degree, uh, and they'll probably make you dumber for watching them, which is part of their joy. So yeah, we're gonna pick our faves, if we can even come up with that, and then we're gonna, you know, roll from there. So uh, enjoy the program, and if you like what you hear, uh, send us your hate mail to magnificentlyhugeatgmail.com. You can catch us on uh, what used to be Twitter, which is now something called X. I don't know, Elon Musk is just dumb. Uh, you can also catch us on Facebook, Instagram, etc., 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 plus our website, maghuge.com. You know where to find us. You're listening to it right now. So uh, without further ado, all things trauma. Uh, I got no catchphrase. It's just dumb. It's trauma. It's, yeah. Welcome back, guys. Hey, welcome Sweet. back. Hey, Eric. little bit some energy in the room. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Well, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want to. Oh, hey, hey, uh, it's like a, that is an intro. Bye. God damn it! Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ever, have you ever heard the Spice Girls? Do you know this band? They're amazing. Oh my god! I, I when I They're worked uh, when I worked a uh, night audit in the nineties, and so I had uh, yeah, I worked from like <laughs> eleven at night until seven in the morning, and I got right. home one day. And I couldn't sleep. And that's the worst when you can't sleep and you work third shift because there's a whole life going on at that moment. It's very easy to not go to sleep. Uh, But I'm trying to go to sleep. I turn on the TV and it's on Fox. They have like a full Spice Girls concert televised. And so I now have the weirdest connection to that band in that I was in this liminal state, couldn't sleep, fucked out of my brain and watching this going, ew. Yeah, I just... I have a dreamlike connection to the Spice Girls that makes no sense to anyone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did they well, spice up your life, Eric? Oh, uh, good God. Stop it. They made me go. I thought this was over with. That was like my first, my first inclination <laughs> that pop music hadn't died. Because the '90s made me think, "Yay, we're done!" Oh no. oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Music will never oh, die. Yeah. It will never yeah. ever die. It was like that moment uh. in Cancer when things seem great before they all go to shit. 
Yeah. Well, true confession, I still have never seen the movie Spice World. Yeah, so. me neither. Good for you. <laughs> I, I feel like it's uh, it should be a blind spot, but at the same time, it really isn't. So, you know. I, I, <laughs> I think you can turn a blind eye to it. Hey, uh, yeah. hey Eric if, tried hey. to introduce himself by name. Sorry. I just wanted to throw in one last one. If you haven't seen Spice World, well, here's the story from A to Z. Okay, no. I'm Eric. Never mind. <laughs> I'm yeah. Brian. Thank, thanks, guys. This is Chris. And we don't listen to the Spice Girls. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Who've been doing some fresh shit? Let's just do that. This shit is fresh. Fresh shit, where we talk about what we do listen to or watch or whatever. This is gonna be a fun couple of couple of. It's, this is gonna be a fun couple of weeks now because the writer actor strike is finally like killing production. Yeah, you know, it's not like just it's going to. It's it's in the middle of. It things. has. Yeah, so like now all our fresh shit is gonna be. Well, here's some stuff that's very old that we hadn't seen that you're probably gonna want to watch now because there's nothing new to watch. Well, actually, oh, I, everything's I gonna know. be British apparently. So, like, um, <laughs> the Game of Thrones sequel show is still in production because their unions aren't on strike. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so like, I I think I mentioned this on another one, but like CBS is going to start airing the British version of Ghosts because they've had their Americanized <laughs> yes. version of the sitcom. It is, and they're just well, going to start showing that now. So yeah, well, the up. American version is okay. It's it's entertaining, but the British version is just flat out so, so hilarious. Just it's so, so good. Uh, yeah, you know, this whole strike though is just it's just revolting. I mean, like multi-millionaires telling, you know, working actors to suck it up. Oh, God. If, it was, <laughs> yeah. if, if these same multi-millionaires were, were talking about, you know, a domestics that way, they would be they would have oh, shit yeah. thrown at them every time they left their houses. It's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. Although I do like what Kevin Bacon had to say, where he was essentially saying that uh, he was uh, a rare percentage of working actors and mm -hmm. that you know he's doing it for the people that don't have the health insurance yeah. and don't make all the money etc etc so well, it's a very sliver of of actorhood that people think all actors are like where you're just making right. bank it's like no doesn't work yeah, that what way. did they say so. over 85 percent of their of their members don't clear the like twenty six thousand dollars a year right. you need to get the insurance like right. jesus well, yeah and then they and want them to sign their their rights away so that if they're a background player that's in perpetuity and they don't get paid it's like come on man mm -hmm. it's just but dumb. then the writers are, are the ones that kicked it off and that's the one that always well one it's goddamn near impossible to get a job just as a working writer and two even if you do your job is just per project you you basically have to work for free to write spec material so they can hire you and then they let you in to write an episode and then you're you're gone because they don't have writers rooms anymore it's like it's 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 madness and then they're going to start trying to use uh, ai to write these things which means really they're just going to rehash stuff that already exists other people's yeah. work is going to get reworked I, and they're going to have no recourse yeah i guarantee you one of these days we're just going to get i'll buy that for a dollar yeah and it's going to be a huge ratings hit it's just so dumb yeah oh anyway uh, thanks for the the mag the huge podcast yeah. stands with labor stands Strike, with labor 
Yeah. W-A-G-A strong. Yeah. Uh, but that means I don't know about then you, we but... have to review junk that was done like quite a while ago. Oh, it's going to be so much you, worse you... than about a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's going to be just like, you know, the mid to end of uh, COVID lockdown where nothing was happening. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll be fine. Just use your imagination. No. Just tell your friends about the magnificently huge podcast because they obviously yeah. aren't watching any TV. Ah, uh, well, you know, I've been watching that Ahsoka thing on Ooh. Disney. Oh, Plus. okay. Tell me about uh, it. It's Jesus Christ. It's okay. It's okay. It's not terrible, but at the same time, it is just so flat because they're doing a slow burn to introduce Grand Admiral Thrawn. So basically, yeah. Dave Filoni is just now doing live action versions of all the like the Clone the Wars and what yeah. whatnot. Yeah, the animated yeah. stuff. So literally, Disney has now come full circle with Star Wars. So it's like, hey, we're going to reboot the cartoons as live action shit now. It's just like come I thought they were on. carrying the cartoons forward, like that, like all the stuff that oh, happened I don't in know. them is canon, and they're like doing yeah. more. I like Filoni I has written more Star Wars than anyone by a lot. Right. I mean, I trust. Right, right, I trust but, him more than Kathleen Kennedy, though. I mean, sure, yeah. you're going to put the two of them up together. Or, you've got the nonsense that she was responsible for, and well, I never watched his cartoons, but the fact that, like you said, he's yeah. written more of them means he's a better authority. I mean, yeah. it's just it. It feels like uh, like fan fiction writ large. I mean, it's just literally all it is. It's all these cameos. Half the stuff I don't even know because I don't follow the the animated stuff. Oh, so the you get like the, know about. the pause for applause and the music sting when a character appears on screen, and you're like, yeah. I don't I, know who this is. Yeah, like okay. there's one like the new the new characters is a uh, young woman named Sabine who's from like one of the shows. I'm like, I have no idea why I'm supposed to root for this person, but okay. So <laughs> they're really mining the backlog of stuff that I just don't know and don't care about. The only reason I know about Admiral Thrawn is because I read those Heir to the Empire books like 30 years ago where he shows up and yeah. for a long time that wasn't canon and then suddenly it is canon so they can't even get their shit straight <laughs> like they just retroactively uh add all of this stuff like star wars is so retcon now it's just it's painful from they time did to also time. a thing where they came out and said none of the novels are canon you know we're just you know we're just shutting the door on all of that right and then so they realized there's a whole bunch of stuff to mine in those and yeah yeah so we'll, so we'll do the new take on that stuff and and yeah. sell it to you all over again it's like the reboot right so yeah, yeah. so but, the actress but, that plays sabine is mary elizabeth winstead right who is kind no of no awesome. she's she, no she's general something something oh okay she's she's, Sab she's a different Sab character yeah sabine's the one that ends up being the padawan to ahsoka in the show oh, okay i i don't know i haven't watched it yet but all i know is mary elizabeth winstead is in this show and she rules well um, it's, it's, i saw her, some mean role association yeah. with scott pilgrim yeah well just that for her association that, with ewan mcgregor her husband well, who is but don't the forget nephew of the dennis lawson who played wedge like yeah. there's this whole family thing happening in star wars here. But, but winstead's got like five angles of connections because she also was in death proof with rosario dawson years oh, ago okay. so go. so it's like she just knows everybody so it's like hey well, fuck it we'll just put her in there but she basically just stands around and uh scolds people 
and does like huzzah speeches because she's a general. I mean, it's just, uh, it's a really uh, energy deficient Star Wars show so far. I've only seen like four episodes, but <laughs> it's leaps and bounds better than anything that Rodriguez did with the Boba Fett travesty. Well, that wasn't just terrible, uh, but that yeah. was a train wreck from start to finish. Uh, and the, the Kenobi show was just didn't need to happen. I really didn't understand why that was a thing. Uh, so it's, it's I kind of, by Andor. I think Andor, Andor was good. Real, Andor can only go downhill, but I think Andor that, that season on its own is really goddamn yeah. good. Yeah. I think if you're looking to flesh out the star Wars universe, you need more shows like Andor because that really, yeah. uh, put some flavor it's, on the, the edges of the universe. So to it's speak. the part of star Wars that they're too uncomfortable to ever really address but it's the most interesting part which is fascism i mean right the yeah. whole issue in the star wars universe is fascism and they don't yeah. like going there even though that's what everything pinions on and maybe yeah. it's just it's, that the same guy who did andor did rogue one and he's good at this yeah. i mean like yes <laughs> yeah probably uh so yeah i mean it's i mean it's a decent series it's definitely one of the top tier but it just it also feels like it's reaching saturation yeah. I really just wish they would do the thing where they just uh, shut it all down for like five or 10 years and make right? people want it again and yep. then bring this stuff out again. I'll, but I'll be honest, machine, so. I haven't gotten around to this one because of the Marvel shows. Like um, the that Secret Invasion show just made me go i'm this disney plus series thing is killing me like i gotta i gotta back off for a little bit yeah <laughs> you know? i mean i just did ahsoka because i was bored and i, oh, I want to see it new, i want to see it but but yeah it was it was a, it's okay it's okay okay but, i thought it was uh, a korean game show on netflix where they <laughs> they spray each other with squirt guns and uh, uh they <laughs> yeah but they're full of acid. Ah. Oh, Ahsoka. Yeah. See? Ahsoka. Oh, I, okay. A super Ahsoka. Now, yeah. I, now I get the joke. So it's That's the thing about comedy. Whatever. Jokes are better when somebody has to like explain it to you really like hard to your face. Like, yeah. that <laughs> also, makes it funny. Yeah. I find that, they're better yeah. when they're funny. That one was. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one was uh, much me like, trying out material. Yeah. yeah. Much like the show Ahsoka. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's going to be in a long line of other Star Wars shit. So watch it. Don't watch it. Who cares? Uh, it's way better than, <laughs> than the stuff that Abrams has done. Uh, I'll give it that. So, you know, that's right. what I've been doing. All right. Um, well, I'll, I'll go, uh, since we're talking about like, uh, taking the Star Wars legends and reinterpreting them into the new thing and kind of changing them. Let me tell you about the adaptation of Beetlejuice to a Broadway stage musical. Stop it. No. Oh, no. Stop it. No. Beetlejuice no. musical came to town. We went and saw. Oh, no. It was a lot of fun. It's just totally different than the movie. Um, it diverges significantly, especially plot wise, and yet still has the same tone and still hits the beats that you want it to. Just from a different angle um uh-huh. it's uh uh-huh. it's millennial beetlejuice is how i'll put it beetlejuice as like an needed. aging hipster 
and <laughs> Zagnut. Hey, hey, Zagnut, Zagnut, come on, have Zagnut. Yeah. No, it it uh, is a lot of fun. Um, it and it it is its own thing. It is definitely an adaptation, which put it in contrast with something like the Christmas Story musical, which is just literally the exact same thing as the movie, at which point, like, why don't you just watch the movie? At least I was a Shrek, justifies... Shrek the musical. I haven't seen Shrek the musical. I couldn't tell you. Oh, OK. I thought you would have because you've I, seen everything. Well, I mean, I have the tickets for things and they come to town, but but mercifully <laughs> Shrek saw, has not saw, come to yeah. town. <laughs> no, it's like not like you saw Shrek was like coming to town. You're like, oh fuck this noise. Hell no. So I if mean, you have a season pass, that means you paid for it. You just didn't bother to go to it, which means it's that bad. Oh no, when when there are shows that are bad that I'm not gonna go to, we find friends that want the tickets, right? Like that's fine. Like this yeah. and next sometimes season, they are no longer friends. Yes. <laughs> this next season, the Michael Jackson musical is coming to town, and we just don't need to see that. So we're going yeah. to. But Who wants to okay. see a guy molest boys. Exactly. So. Yeah. So but Beetlejuice, the, the music man, the play, um, pretty fun. The one of the conceits is that Beetlejuice knows he's on stage, um, and he's much mm. more present throughout, but. At one point during the show, uh, somebody's phone like went off and he just <laughs> he just immediately stops the show and he's just like, hey, you want to get that? You know? <laughs> well, wait, uh, it just stops what, the whole show. Do you think it was staged? Do you no, think that was like, no, I don't. It was clearly an interruption. He's just allowed to fuck with the audience. Like he's a, he he gets to be a comedian. Basically, he gets to pick mm. on the guy in the front uh... row. But do they do the Calypso music? They do two that in- songs. They do they okay. do the Banana Boat song and they do Jump on the Line. Other than okay. that, it's all um it's all original material. The the okay. girl that was playing Lydia, I guess she just graduated high school according to the the Playbill magazine and she's now mm-hmm. in the touring company. She's really good. Um they they yeah, they definitely change up the characters a bit, but it's it's uh it's it's fun as its own thing and there is a sandworm which is important i think so it's like dune the musical they'll just repurpose the <laughs> the, the sandworm it's kind of a different sandworm but yes <laughs> not really if you come right down to it oh, well God. does this uh put you in the mood for the beetlejuice 2 movie that's going to be coming? nothing will put me in the mood for the beetlejuice 2 movie okay good that Don't was a trick question make you that passed. people you passed no it's being made it's done i know but now that stop Michael, it. now that Michael Keaton is doing the Harrison Ford thing of revisiting all of his iconic like like characters in new stuff, you know, now that he did yeah. Batman in the 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 Flash movie, it kind of makes sense yeah. that he would do Beetlejuice. I well, I, I'm kind of hoping that they redo uh, 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 Night Shift. Yeah, or uh, or do Mr. Mom, but call it Mr. Grandmom. Uh, ah, that's oh, good. Oh God. Yeah. See. Oh no do it own it own it oh i like the idea of like a you know two elderly uh uh men working in a a a a, a funeral home or no not a funeral home a what is it the 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 old folks home the place where the assisted living morgue mortuary working in a, a mortuary uh, running a a a prostitution ring like in the original 
night shift. Only now they're really old. <laughs> but for so necrophiliacs, like they're, just, yeah. they're just selling the corpses. I mean, or, oh, dear. Say, say what oh, you no. will. That is such an underrated movie, that night shift. Yes. Totally. I don't, I don't like a lot of the Ron Howard oove, but that one still makes me I laugh. reference it all the time. And of course, nobody knows what I'm talking about. The love yeah. doctors. Nobody knows what that means. <laughs> uh, good time. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's see. So what else can I bring up that you guys will change into something else? Let's see. <laughs> I mean, um, it's not our fault. It's not interesting, Brian. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. oh, geez. Okay. Hey, Brian, you didn't write it. We're not uh, yeah. blaming you. you it's <laughs> you just attended the show. It's fine. I don't know. What do you guys have against fun? I I had a good time. <laughs> oh, we've got nothing against fun. It's just we've got stuff against the things that you typically bring up. Oh, so that's not true. Different... That's not no, true. I'm bring kidding. more. Bring I'm more kidding. of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like All our right. conduit here's, to the outside world, man. Here's the truth. You need to tell here's us the truth. Stuff. There's there's no uh there's no comedy that can be made out of something good. It has to be made out of complaining. This is true. It's, this is true. <laughs> um well, here's something here's something you will appreciate. Did you guys see the news that they renamed the intersection where Paul's boutique was Beastie Boys Square this weekend? Whoa. No, yes. I did not. Yes, I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they guess they've been like trying to get that to happen for 10 years and they got it to happen like yesterday and through a block party. So that's nice. Yeah. The, Huzzah. The, yeah. It changes that that bit of the album, of course, where he gives the address <laughs> for Paul's Boutique, doesn't it? Well, it's not Paul's Boutique <laughs> I mean, anymore either. But anyway. Yeah. Oh. Um, And then the and other thing I'll bring Brooklyn. this week, just because, you know, clickbait, maybe. Um been playing the uh the video game of the moment uh Baldur's Gate 3 um which is a PC adaptation of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons um yeah. this is a big dumb adventure game where you build a party and you you meet all these characters and it's well written and the thing about this game is that it gives you a ton of choice. You can pretty much do what you want to. Um, and the game has a response to it. So, for example, you can kill anyone. You can kill your party members and then they're dead and you don't get to use them. Um, there's, a, there's a mechanic where if you don't... If you murder a shopkeep... Uh, you can loot his body for some of the things in his shop, but if you uh, just knock the shopkeep unconscious and rob him, you can get a lot more stuff, but then he won't sell to you again in the future. Like the game has all of these systems like that. So it, it gives players yeah. a lot of choice. Dude, that's not cancel culture. That's just consequences. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Baldur's Gate 3, it is a good, huge. Dungeons and Dragons RPG, the the hype that's out there is uh, I can vouch for it, and uh, all the characters are super horny apparently, which is apparently also a bug. There's a forthcoming <laughs> patch to make them less horny because no. people were noticing that no, they could it's fuck not a, everybody in their party. <laughs> that's not a bug. That's a feature. God that's damn what it. I think most people think, but I guess they're gonna ruin yeah. it. So, oh. Jesus, Stop that's having just... so much fun. Seriously, <laughs> that's wokeism <laughs> gone. No, maybe Look. that's a good idea. Maybe, maybe that's a hey, kids, stop, stop playing this game and go ask out a girl. Yeah, really. Or uh, we can just boot up Leisure Suit Larry Forty Two if you like yeah. that kind of action. 
You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Trying not to to get too much into that incel market. Yeah. Although it's a big market. Baldur's Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. It's good. Ask for it by name. Uh, Okay. I've got like, I, I don't know. I, I, I try and write down everything I watch so that I have something for these now. But uh, so it's a, an interesting bag. Uh, no I, pressure. I okay. I uh, uh, I signed up for Marvel Unlimited. They had like a free month, and I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. And you get yeah. access to thirty thousand uh, different titles, and you know, it's it's actually really kind of neat. Um, I didn't keep it, but it was neat to have. I read Moon Knight the Jed McKay Moon Knight comic book. And uh, I like it. I I like it a lot more than the show. You know, I think there is something to the actual comic books rather than the overdone Disney shows. I think the Disney shows, you know, like we were talking about, I, I, you know, they, they need to give it a rest. They need to calm down with this shit, but there's still good stuff in the books, you know? Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason they think it's worth that adapting, right? Yeah. So, what I okay. what I like the most about it though is that he's got his uh his mission his his you know like as a building the actual mission that he lives in in New York mm-hmm. is a haunted house that you know was basically eat, eating up people and he, he he was sent to destroy it and instead he gave it a job to be his new hang <laughs> it, is, it is so great because people show nice. up to try and kill him and the building just basically. And when I say eat them, I don't mean with teeth. I mean, it sticks them in this surreal universe that drives people insane. And <laughs> it is so oh, awesome. Just, just That's just one of the things going on. There's all these different, you know, there's vampires. There's just a, t- a ton of shit going on. And and is multiple personalities. Uh, it's fun. It's a, you know, it's a lot more than just the guy flying around in a suit. I I, rec- I I recommend the comics, particularly if you own a tablet and have run out of shit to watch. So the 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 TV show was was focused heavily on Egyptian gods and lore. It sounds like the comic goes other places than just the Egyptian business. The, well, the the source is Khonshu, the you know god of uh, death. Yeah. And okay. And oh yeah, and there's another Moon Knight. They he has you know Kanchu has two fists. So there's Moon Knight and I can't I don't know what they call the other one Night Knight or whatever Night Knight. That's good. I like that. Um, but yeah, so there's two Moon Knights, uh, and he's just one of them. It's all based in Egyptian lore, but he lives and works in New York. So yeah, the once you're done with the origin story, you can, you know, you leave the world of Egypt pretty far behind. Okay. You know what, Eric? Mm. Uh, M-O-O-N. That spells moon. Oh, and this this series takes place after Khonshu used Moon Knight to destroy the Avengers and take over the world. So (laughs) some shit went down. And I (laughs) I have not read that yet, but I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck! They keep talking about it. Like they they basically locked up Kanshu somewhere, uh, you know, in in God prison, like they do in the TV show, because yeah, he he flushed all the Avengers down the toilet. But <laughs> Eric, I gotta I gotta commend you on your attention to detail, your ability to 
just do the free trials of things and then cancel them is yeah. uh, <laughs> impressive. I, I, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's very millennial of you. Very yeah. millennial. Well, it's, it's the wonderful thing about, um, I guess have about the iOS platform is that I can sign up for trials and I can cancel them almost immediately and still have the trial until the end. It'll actually tell me, Hey, you have another three days. If you want to cancel this thing, you know, well, uh, I mean, it's, it brings to mind, I was talking to my wife about this the other day, uh, because we were discussing how the much younger generations, I'm going to get on my old man yells at cloud uh, motif (laughs) here, but they don't, they don't know pop culture from like the seventies, the sixties, the fifties, et cetera, because they no longer have that steady feed of just random chaos coming at them from the TV. Everything it's is not all the same feed of random yeah. chaos. Yeah, it's not. It's not just like turn on the TV and just find something to watch, just and do it yeah, and discover you have to new know things. What you want? Yeah, yeah, because everything is a buffet because it's all streaming, and so they just follow like the likes and the the influencers and whatever. Uh, from what I can tell, and I thought I like, why has nobody done this? Like for every streaming service, just get an algorithm that just does totally random, doesn't key into your mm. particular uh likes and favorites and whatnot and viewing habits it just gives you some straight up random shit so that you can like decide if you want to watch that i think that would be awesome so because that's kind that's of how i've discovered like things there is kind of a thing like that on i know hulu where it's it's not live tv but it's it, it, it's the way Showtime and you know the movie channel and HBO right. used to be, where it's like, this is the movie we're running right now, and then we're going to run this other one. And it's yeah. not based well, I mean, on any algorithm. It's just, this is what we're showing. Here, yeah. Here's the thing. I, mean, I, I don't necessarily limited. think that these algorithms are as, as personalized as people think of them. And I think the advertising algorithms are, but when it comes to like just you know whatever TikToks or or videos or memes, isn't it interesting that everybody has already seen the same shit? Like these algorithms are just feeding everybody the same shit. I, I think yeah, yeah that's are. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, but I mean, but like, so that's actually similar to this was what was on the UHF channel, right? Like everybody sees the same thing. It's just that they're I not see seeing saying. a show. Right, they're seeing yeah. a meme or they're seeing right. a TikTok. I guess, but unless but you're so... on YouTube, you're not getting like a random funnel of stuff. You know, like the, yeah. the streaming services still give you the option to watch it or not, so you have to go looking for it. But I see what Chris mm-hmm. is saying. There's no like one screen that's just running stuff that yeah. you jump in, which you is you know, out. and I know like uh, Brian especially is very averse to commercials on his entertainment. Now Me you too. fully embrace the whole streaming thing. But I still, my my favorite app on the Roku is still Pluto TV because it's like having basic cable from like 1995 at times. <laughs> I mean, it's just literally you go through and it's like you'll catch an old TV show or an old movie or some weird documentary. I mean, it's just so random. And I've spent more time on that than I do on any of the paid streaming apps that I have. It is so stupid, but uh, it's how I get my fix. I'm just wired that way for being a kid that watched way too much TV. And so I can't <laughs> handle this new age. I just oh, can't. I never so. liked the commercials. I no. love not being able, not, not having to watch the commercials. And yeah, I love uh, fucking these, these companies by taking them up on their free trials. <laughs> mm-hmm. So other Good than Moon Knight, Eric, do you have any other fresh shit this week? 
Uh, yeah, I watched a movie that's from 2019, so Shut not up. exactly fresh, but it was on Hulu. I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. True story of the Ned Kelly gang. Do you know who Ned Kelly was? I have not heard of yeah. any of this. Hey, uh, Ned- I've, I've, I've read the complete history of Australia, sir. I know exactly yeah. who Ned Kelly is. You, I figure. And Yah- Yahoo's, didn't Yahoo Serious do a movie about him, too? Yeah. Yahoo yeah, Serious okay. did a stupid movie. Uh, there was one from the 70s, which was, you know, Australian Jagger. cinema in the 70s. It's just, it's it's full yeah. insanity. Uh, but yeah, this is, it's the true history. And it says right up front that nothing in this movie is true. So it's like, <laughs> they're kind of out and saying, you can't really distill Ned Kelly properly. Ned Kelly was an Australian bush uh, ranger who was uh, a thief and a gang leader and he tried to lead an uprising against the police and oh the final he's famous for his final shootout with police where he wrote a wore a bulletproof suit of armor um, yeah and and yeah they but they finally caught him and hung him it's very stylized it's really it's really a fun watch have you and, read, it, read the book that it's no. based on no, I found That's this a, accidentally. A, yeah, the book is really good, so it sounds like it would be a good uh, translation of said source material. Yeah. It is based on, uh, let's see, where is, yeah, it's based on uh, a novel about him, um, not a novel. Called and, The True and, History of the Kelly Gang. Yeah, yeah, the actual By book. By Peter Carey, yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's, I think it's grounded in facts, it's just they, they, they made it more interesting. It's got... Yeah, he gets sold to a, uh, a a a gangster as a child to help him collect debts, and uh, the cast is is. I'm trying to think of his name, but Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, thank you, Char- Russell Crow, Charlie Hunnam. Yes, him. That's the cop Nicholas Holt, who, and that's the other cop who he kills, and yeah, it's like. I've, I don't know. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Sorry, I, I noticed that Essie Davis is in it as well. Uh, so that that's intriguing to me as well. Yeah, she, that's I a like, good idea. I watch. Yeah, I should. I watch I a shit ton of Miss on Wikipedia. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got me. I've got it right here. But I, I like uh, watching Miss Fisher's murder mysteries. <laughs> God help me. And that's Essie <laughs> Davis, who was also in uh, Game of Thrones and Boba Duke and a bunch of other stuff. So. Yeah, I'm sold on the yeah. cast. Yeah, it's a it's 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 it's, it's big fun. Uh, and oh, and George McKay, the 1917 guy, is uh, Ned Kelly. Okay, cool. A- anyway, yeah, it was it was it was a random selection out of Hulu, and I'm finding not Hulu, yeah, Hulu. I find Hulu has a lot of just weird shit. I've been enjoying Hulu as of late. Yeah, because it's a good one. Yeah, they're very like. It's it's a random selection. I really feel like you know you you're rolling the dice with whatever you watch on there, and I kind of like that. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Werewolves Within is on Hulu, and you need to watch that and tell me what you yeah. think. That was a fun. Yeah, there was another movie. This is yeah. You know, I watched it, and I do not recommend it because it it blew. But it was called I think Next Exit, and it was in a universe where they dis- they discover uh, proof of the afterlife, and so suicide murder rates just go way up because everyone's like well <laughs> fuck it. let's go there 
Yeah, it's like <laughs> a great concept, but it turns into like a very dopey road movie romantic. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But the concept you know, was good, but very weird. I never, yeah, I'd never heard of this movie. There's a ton of shit I've been watching that I just never heard of that I give 10 to 15 minutes before I go, no, nah, fuck you. I'm waiting <laughs> yeah. for one to surprise me. You kind of treat the movies the way you treat the streaming services. So I'll yes. take the I'll take the first 30 and then I'll I'll cancel. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, sometimes <laughs> it's rough. You just have to do it that way. Because it, yeah. it, that's it's like a, with a book or anything. Do not feel like you have to stick through the entire thing. If it's not holding your attention, if it's not something you're enjoying, then just scuttle it. That's if the way like that works. If you like jelly donuts for the jelly, just bring a spoon. You don't have to eat the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. that's what I got. Nice. That's true story of the Ned Kelly gang. Highly recommended. So that the, the things that have to get their hooks into you thing. I mean, I know that neither of you play video games really at this point, but um, there's this whole deal now with games where it's like people actually say things like, it doesn't get good until you're 10 hours in right like and it's oh like god get fucked okay <laughs> like if you can't give me some fun video game action within the first five minutes you're dead another game yeah. please like this, what do you yeah, think exactly. video games are you know and and this is how i bounce off of so many of these big huge games that are out there it's just the amount of not playing the game that you have to wade through to get to the point where you get to play a video game is just unbearable. Yeah. And people are, are <laughs> I guess the younger generations are playing these things for the story and the characters. And I'm like, why? That's what yeah. movies are. Because anyway. they don't have any randomizer on their entertainment services <laughs> so they can just queue into stuff that's fun. Oh my God, get off my lawn. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh man, yells a cloud. Yeah. It's a girlfriend uh, who tells you, I'm not going to fuck you for the first two years, but when I do, ooh, watch out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> promises, promises. Uh, all right. All right. Shall we get on with it? Let's do it. Yeah, man. Troma. Troma. Okay. I, I, you know, the thing is, I never liked trauma films, and this just right? reminded me why I don't. <laughs> I don't know why I Ew. thought this would be a good show, uh, other than <laughs> just randomly, like a bunch of trauma stuff just popped up on like Amazon Prime and some other services. And I'm like, oh, I've watched this shit in years. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it would be a- an interesting discussion. But all right, uh, tell I've, the world what I've, trauma I've, is before you react to it. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what trauma is, just fucking Google it. Have you been under like a, a a barrel of toxic waste your entire life? If you don't know trauma, but it's an end film. Per- oh boy, Chris's mic is late- cutting out. Is- Wait, it's an independent production studio. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that started in the seventies, uh, where they did like sexploitation shit. Yeah. Uh, sex Lloyd comedies. Hoffman. Is this and, is it all Lloyd Kaufman or no? And Michael Hertz is okay. his partner. Uh, and this, so they did that kind of shit. And then, like '84, they decided to do the Toxic Avenger because everybody told them that the horror genre was basically dead. And they said, "Aha, challenge accepted." And then they made this crazy <laughs> superhero like parody satire, just with boobs and gross out effects, and it just makes no sense whatsoever. But it's uh, about a a hapless mop boy at a fitness club who gets picked on and then ends up 
falling into a vat of toxic waste and then grows into this giant uh, crime fighter vigilante. Uh, who murders just, the shit um, out of people murders, like, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. I must yeah, yeah. say, like Toxic Adventure has the most visceral violence of of like oh, yeah. you have to look far and wide to find it isn't even well done. It's it's sort of the manner in which it's done. You know, yeah, like it's the, just straight up. A guy gets like like the weight set dropped on his head, but it's that weight set that has the the stick that the mm-hmm. weights hang yeah. on so it like right through the skull yeah spears his head and then squashes his head it's not that it's so much it's well done it's that it makes you think about what that death must be like yeah and you go yeah tons of well, deaths in that movie look uh, just like that apparently yeah. the whole well, thing started because one of the two trauma guys was like a production assistant on rocky and he was at the gym you know scouting locations or whatever and he started imagining things like that yeah. brutal kill <laughs> and that's yeah. where it comes from right yeah so yeah so toxic avengers like uh, like a like a five dollar budget i mean it's just it's so cheaply done uh but it became you know a midnight circuit hit can uh, I challenge the, the origin story here a little bit? They're actually because they keep saying this, you know. Oh yeah, horror movies are dead in 1984. The fuck they were. Okay, well, that's, think about 1984. Think, that was like Friday the 13th's heyday, yeah. and that was when Nightmare on Elm Street came out. There was like so much slasher I'm, shit. Bullshit. I'm just expressing to you what's on their like actual you know media package because Lloyd yeah, Kaufman it, is basically a car- a carnival barker galore. I mean, he's he knows how to just market the shit out of stuff in just the most ridiculous ways he's like william castle almost he's just going to do these crazy stunts and say crazy things and people are going to go oh trauma and then it becomes the brand you're going to lie about your origin come up with a better one than that because that one's just lame but anyway the fact that it's not even a horror movie is what kills me it's a superhero movie thing is it it only came out in 84 so like a low budget film he could have started it in like the late 70s you know, yeah. before it actually sure. came out, it didn't even get a wide uh, release until '86. Yeah, well, I mean, Kaufman had done a lot of stuff in production. I mean, he's a Yale graduate; he like did Chinese studies or something. But then he fell in uh, with Oliver Stone, uh, who was also at Yale, and then like did the film thing. And he like he did the thing on Rocky where he was like a location scout or whatever. I can't remember. Uh, what the the full deal was but he was also a producer on the movie the final countdown the one where the aircraft carrier goes back in time (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was Uh, just letting eric do it (laughs) i was along there for the ride with you in my head eric (laughs) uh headed to venus still we stand tall anyway uh but he apparently hated working with the studio so much that he said he was never going to do it again. And then that sort of segged into them forming trauma. And they're literally just a schlock B movie house where it's just all just, just like nude, like boobs and gore and just the most offensive shit you can come up with. That's like their, their whole deal. And they just have managed to stick around for like 40 years ish on this stuff because there's a market for that and there always has been right like this is this is just schlock but 80s schlock right like or or 90 schlock i mean it's you know but it's no different than like the like i said william castle from the 50s you had yeah uh american international doing their shit kill kill yeah yeah for the for the modern day 
Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, like John Waters doing the same stuff when he started, uh, like, you know, just, I mean, it's, it's not anything new, but somehow they figured out a way to brand it just enough. So they became a thing. And so mm-hmm. you say trauma, you immediately know what you're going to get. You're going to get boobs. You're going to get stupid. You're going to get just the most gratuitous, gross out, n- nonsensical gore. You're going to get basically offended they are in on once. the joke. Yeah. 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 It's just nuts. But like in Toxic Avenger, there's the whole scene where he finally shows up to kick some ass on these guys robbing the fast food joint. And the the guys actually, the criminals actually shoot somebody's dog, like the seeing eye dog for the blind Mm -hmm, woman. And it's just like, that is so, that doesn't need to be in there, but here we are. I mean, it's just that kind of shit. Okay. This is to be what, what sums up the, I don't know, the blah of trauma in, okay. In, in toxic Avenger, a, a kid who I think is delivering papers or something. They run him over with a car and squash his head, right? They run him over and they back up and they crush his head. And then the girls in the car run out with instamatic cameras and take pictures of his body with his crushed head. And then later on, one of the girls pulls out the pictures they took and starts jilling off to them, looking at a body with a crushed head. I'm like, we're diving for the bottom. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I think that, why so many people probably gravitate to the trauma shit because it's so that's so ingrained in their brand like every movie is like that where it's like you start at 11 and then you go oh where's the line let's see how far we can go past the line uh because there's the one what is it called um where i wonder where children it's well there's one called beware children at play No, I wonder if there is even a, a line consideration. It's just what can we think up? You know, what yeah. what is I can I I don't know. That's not horrible enough. What's more horrible or yeah. You know, well, I get the, the scene in the that Taco Bell really... where the guy gets just like killed by the fryer, though. Like that was the yeah. one that stuck with me. Like I well, don't know. No, but then that's like that's after he rips off another guy's arm yeah. and starts beating him with it. I mean, it's just so ridiculous and over the top. Genius thing about that, by the way, they cast a guy that just had one arm um, and then they put a fake <laughs> arm on him so they could rip that's it off. Nice. And they- I mean, that's, if anything, I, I appreciate trauma for their can-do pluck when it comes to <laughs> movie production because it literally just is is there as an enticement to literally anybody can do this shit. And Lloyd Kaufman has basically said that more than once. It's like, just do it the trauma way. It well, doesn't matter what your budget is. He's selling a book you know called I mean? Make Your Own Damn Movie. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but it just, but you watch these things and it's like, I don't ever get the sense that they've actually got completed scripts when they start. It's just literally they're making stuff up on site when they're filming to take use of whatever setting they've got in order to make their set piece. And it's like, I think it's in... Uh, sergeant kabuki man where they've actually got a car chase that ends in like a car flip and an explosion that they use and true over tra- and over. yeah in true trauma form they just end up using it in other movies over and over and over when they need a car explosion it's so just it's so dumb but it's like very corbin the cat it's like the tunes is the cat thing where it's the same <laughs> yeah, car yeah. over and over yeah yeah but it's it is no very roger reference. corbin valsar yeah, galactica anyway <laughs> uh, but I think what, what always sells trauma for me more than anything 
are the the freaking titles and like you you get a movie called surf nazis must die i mean you're almost guaranteed you're going to watch that at least once because it's like well yeah right but they're surf nazis and so you watch it and you're like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen it's literally about a grandma or a, a woman that loses her son and then just decides to kill the surf Nazis. black woman who beach. kills the surf nazis i i yeah. mean that writes itself it's just, doesn't it and yeah, and now kill them dumb. in as many ways as you can yes no i'm uh, okay so this is this is where i come clean um i i prepared more for next week's episode than this week's episode mm -hmm. uh totally fine I, totally fine I, I totally did all of the clip things and not watched any of these movies end to end. Hey, and I'm here that's to tell good you, enough, man. Troma is ideal for clips and trailers. Okay. Yeah, like if exactly. you're just looking at clips and trailers, Troma is awesome. Okay. I found well, this that's to the, be super entertaining. <laughs> well, and you've hit on the key because the if you watch an actual Troma movie from start to finish, even though they're like maybe like 90 minutes or less. Uh, there's a lot of just filler, like tro like Toxic Avengers, just minutes and minutes of him just walking around with the the blind girl, derp de derp de derp, and then yeah. like there's no reason for it other than we just need to pad this thing out so it's a, a longer runtime that matches feature length stuff. So, so it's I just, did it right for once. <laughs> yeah. So you saw because I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I haven't seen a ton of their stuff for obvious reasons. Because everything that I watched in prep for the show, I literally had to watch in chunks because I can't sit through. <laughs> I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. I cannot sit through one from start to finish. I, I will uh, say for my my prep for this was basically going through their list of titles right? and like ticking off the box of things I'd seen, you know, like yeah. in junior high, like like in or in the first days of VHS. Yeah, I watched a fucking lot of these because. My taste yeah. was in my ass. So I, I did, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's I definitely geared ever, towards. I didn't ever see Sizzle Beach USA, but I'm, I'm, I'm with, upset that I didn't. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Costner. I'm upset Kevin you did Costner film. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Cause that when I worked at Blockbuster, that was in the comedy section and you'd walk past it and they make very sure that Kevin Costner mm. is prominent on the cover of the sizzle beach usa <laughs> movie yeah. box and it still never made me want to watch it no uh, no but i like that it's his first film appearance and that he tried to buy the rights to it so that yeah, no one yeah, would ever yeah. see it and trauma says good lord oh <laughs> do we own that thank you and they released yeah it. <laughs> uh, apparently well, i mean you Marissa gotta start May's first uh screen appances in toxic avenger yeah, yeah which blinking you miss it i think because yeah, i don't remember she's a towel it. girl in a sauna or whatever it's just so dumb but yeah. uh but i think part of the the challenge that i laid down is just uh to come at the show with uh your your favorite uh trauma title like it doesn't matter if you've seen it or not just the one that evokes the most for you class of newcom high a uh yeah. a trauma? then that's my favorite yeah, that's mine like I actually no, watched that really? one this week. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I hadn't seen it in like 35 years. So right. I'm like, I have vague recollections. It's literally like if, uh, <laughs> if John I... Waters did a John Hughes movie, that's literally what you get. It's just the weirdest <laughs> vibe. Okay. If the, if you're taking that one, then I'm going to go with chopper chicks in zombie town. 
<laughs> another one I haven't seen. I'm so sad. Oh, that was I, another one that was on the video shelf all the time, and I'm like, I can't. I just I, don't. Know. I I don't know how neither of you picked the one I picked. I mean, first of all, Surf Nazis Must Die. Can we all agree is just an objectively yeah. great title? But yes. but the one that I picked is Frankenhooker. I mean, that's another. Everything oh, you do know about this movie is in the title, oh my right there. God, dude, and you remember when that came out on video? They had a special box and it had a button that you pressed on the front of the cover and the, <laughs> and you would get the girl's voice going want a date want a date yeah. it's like and you would just like keep uh. pressing it over and over and over we ended up taking the battery out at the store because it's like everybody just stop <laughs> that was but another Frank 1989 film like 1989 was a magic year where everybody worked it's like every right. filmmaker who was alive and working had something coming out every actor every writer it was like a full fucking year and that is frankenhooker came out and i remember working at the video store and people would rent it because they had rented everything they had like right you know they they had been glutted with quality and now it's like okay what else is there and <laughs> I'm, I'm all out of quality i need yeah. this oh <laughs> uh -huh. Uh, oh my! God. I don't even think that's. I don't actually think that's a trauma one. Now that I'm looking Frank it up, Hooker? it absolutely. Yeah. Um, I. It wasn't. <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, no. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked at this. But it was done by Frank Hennenlauter, <laughs> who did Basket Case. So it's got some some. I really lineage, thought but that I don't was see a anything. Right. Wow. Okay. So I'm gonna have to debunk you on that one. I but thanks for bringing I'm it up. Wrong. It's a good movie. Oh well. Uh, Surf Nazis Must Die then is the best title. I'm, mm. Now, have you seen Surf Nazis Must Die anytime in the last? I, ever? I, I watched some clips. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, because there are some interesting uh, framing devices and such that the the whoever made it does. It's not Lloyd Kaufman. This is one they just produced. Uh, but it's got a really weird, like European art film sort of vibe about certain <laughs> ways that they frame the scenes. But they put in the most ridiculous stuff around it. And it's just, <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, this is beautifully. But at the same time, I know what's coming next is going to be like a fist through someone's skull. So I, I don't <laughs> get it. But it's, it's, it's probably the best title. I'm going to be honest with you. And I have trouble separating it from Surf 2, the end of the trilogy. I mean, there's like, mm -hmm. it's the same thing, yeah. only this is just pushing the violence part. But yeah, like, and the like, Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there, there was there was definitely a dearth of Nazis in Surf 2. Well, my yeah. my favorite thing about Surf Nazis Must Die is at some point they all the the surf gangs on the beach, uh, power beach i think they call it because there's like an oil rig derrick yeah. in, the, in the the bay and it's just all shitty uh but all the gangs get together to have a a powwow uh to to combine forces and all every single gang is like three members and they all show up in their matching uniforms like the warriors done on a super tight budget yeah <laughs> there's like five gangs but it's just three people each wearing matching uniforms it's just the dumbest <laughs> thing but it's good shorthand it's like oh i get it that's the game it's so dumb it's so dumb <laughs> but class of duke of high that's like four movies in one if you remember that one at all because it starts like this uh like high school comedy and then turns into this like weird like blackboard jungle kind of thing with the mutant gang taking over and then selling the toxic weed to other kids and then 
it turns into a monster movie at the end. Uh, the the couple that has sex, the the sex, yeah, yeah. Creature comes out of the yeah. <laughs> it's just like the pick a lane, man. It's like four different movies in one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I think it's my favorite because they literally just like like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Just let's see what sticks, man. Let's just do it. It's so it's so stupid, <laughs> but it's like early on is like the funniest like tribute to uh, very special episodes from the sitcoms, like don't do drugs and that kind of stuff. And uh, it kind of segs into the monster aspect. So it's like they're uh, winky winky, but it's not like uh, like a Paul Bartel satire like eating Raul or death race 2000 or even like the john waters stuff it's just literally there to shock you most of the time and i think that's <laughs> the baseline for trauma is just, let's just see who we can piss off with this particular movie so as previously stated as previously stated we have a writer and actor strike going on you're gonna need some something to watch there is a free trial at trauma now Yes, the, uh, streaming service oh, for trauma nice. specifically. So, yeah, get your month watch. You know, watch and cancel after a month, like you know your friend Eric. And uh, yeah, you could fill yeah. up it, on this shit. Fast. It's like trauma. I mean, they, why they don't call it trauma plus though is is making me sad. Like they missed yeah, their obvious they missed, missed opportunity. Oh, trauma minus. That's what they should have called it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so out out of your uh, your viewing. Uh, what would you say is the most offensive thing you've seen from a trauma movie? I, I and it's a list. It. It's a long list. It's a long uh, list. But I yeah. got I got to go with kid with his head crushed gets pictures of his corpse taken. Girl jumps yeah, off to it. That, that to me is the low. That always stands out. <laughs> that strikes me as like a like like following the Tex Avery method, uh, just building and building and building. But it's always the wrong way you want to build. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's digging like, and digging goes- and digging. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I saw enough good examples of the offensive things to do that question justice. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna say uh, straight up, Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. It just in and of itself is probably the most offensive thing <laughs> they've ever produced, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, because <laughs> it's this jackass New York cop who gets possessed by the spirit of the of the Kabuki Man which is like a Japanese superhero. And so he literally turns into like the Kabuki makeup and the whole nine yards. And it's just a superhero <laughs> movie where he's trying to figure out how to use all of his Kabuki man powers. It's just, ah, it's so just tone deaf from the get go, but they know it. And so they just lean in, but it's just everything about it just makes me go. Ew. ew. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, <laughs> I before yeah. we wrap it up, I, I feel like I'm obligated to at least mention the most, uh, mm, I don't know, clickbaity piece of trauma trivia, which is that James Gunn wrote Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah, um, there they forget that he got his start in the trash. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I mean, a, how can you forget? <laughs> I think he was yeah, a PA yeah. for them. He was like he was like the shit worker kid who was like delivering prints and flyers and stuff for you know he, he like was a kid that they just hired and he they gave him a shot and i i think that is the best part of that story you can work your way up from nothing yeah well he's like the like the james uh what's his face shit the avatar james guy cameron? james Cam- yeah yeah he's like the james cameron uh story from the corman yeah very much films mm-hmm. uh just goes on to be gangbusters so, ugh. 
but still and i think well, i think kaufman showed up as a, with a cameo in like bug or something like that and i think he also shows up in one of the guardians of the galaxy movies i mean oh, it's really? just this weird yeah <laughs> incestuous uh nod to his past i guess oh geez but, but they always yeah. have like like mutant punk gangs just terrorizing something yeah you know? like every 80s, every single one of these i watch everybody in the 80s was afraid of uh you know punks and uh uh not nuclear waste but you know yeah pollution yeah. toxic shit you know uh yeah. uh fire island type stuff yeah well it was an inexpensive they... look to put on film too right? yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's just literally looks like they just raided the road warrior costume department for odds and ends and just slap some makeup on these people i don't know i just mean... said be evil okay. i think this show has helped me because i came out of all these clips going god damn i've missed out on all of this awesome shit i need to like watch some of these and now you guys are like no 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 nope. no no <laughs> no you, i mean there. yeah you i mean you could if you were really really bored yeah. <laughs> slow your roll god yeah. slow your roll yeah count to 10 that's my my Look, advice to you if, if you're that bored here's what you should do yeah. You should subscribe to the Magnificently Huge podcast and keep listening. Oh, man. We're cutting it up. The friends don't let friends watch trauma is what we're saying, people. No, Just subscribe don't. to the podcast. Share on your social media feeds and you find a good episode. We're trying to grow the show. And if you want to find all our old episodes, you can also just go to our website, maghuge.com. That's M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. Uh, there you'll find all those episodes and links to all our socials. We're at maghuge on Twitter, X, Twitter, whatever, yeah. whatever the, so, the social network I, that won't be around I, next are year. We, are we really on X? I mean, I, 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 I guess my <laughs> technically <laughs> I our account gone on there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's there. We're also on yeah. Facebook and, and other stuff. So In, yeah, hit us up or email us at magnificently huge at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, uh, come back next week for, for a different show. <laughs>